namo bhagavate vasudevaya Shavnam Diaries podcast Hare Krishna we are continuing to read the Bhagavad Gita as it is the book by his divine grace Abhay Charanaravinda Bhaktivedanta Swami Srila Prabhupada Chapter 11 The Universal Form Text 47 Shri Bhagavan Uvacha Maya prasane natavarjunedam rupam param darshitam atma yogat tejo mayam vishvamanantamadyam The Supreme Personality of Godhead said, My dear Arjuna, happily have I shown you by my internal potency the supreme universal form within this material world. No one before you has ever seen this primal form, unlimited and full of glaring effulgence. Purport Arjuna wanted to see the universal form of the Supreme Lord, so Lord Krishna, out of his causeless mercy upon his devotee Arjuna, showed his universal form full of effulgence and opulence. Oh, excuse me, out of his mercy. I mean... His mercy, not causeless mercy, but mercy. This form was glaring like the sun, and its many faces were rapidly changing. Krishna showed this form just to satisfy the desire of his friend Arjuna. This form was manifested by Krishna through his internal potency, which is inconceivable by human speculation. No one had seen this universal form of the Lord before Arjuna. But because the form was shown to Arjuna, other devotees in the heavenly planets and in other planets in outer space could also see it. They had not seen it before, but because of Arjuna they were also able to see it. In other words, all the disciplic devotees of the Lord could see the universal form which was shown to Arjuna by the mercy of Krishna. Someone has commented that this form was shown to Duryodhana. Duryodhana. Also, when Krishna went to Duryodhana to negotiate for peace. Unfortunately, Duryodhana did not accept the peace offer. But at that time Krishna manifested some of his universal form some of his universal forms but those forms are different from this one shown to Arjuna It is clearly said that no one had ever seen this form before hmm. Text 48 I mean it makes sense right that Arjuna is his very dear friend and very dear devotee and Krishna showed him a special universal form <laughs> yeah text 48 naveda yagya dhyaya nair nana nair nacha kriya bhir natapo bhir ugraih 
ಎಂಪಾಶಕ್ಯ ಅಹಂ ನೃಲೋಕೆ ದ್ರಷ್ಟುನ ಕುರುಪವೀರ ಓ ಬೆಸ್ಟ್ ಆಫ್ ದ ಕುರು ವಾರಿಯರ್ಸ್ ನೋ ಒನ್ ಬಿಫೋರ್ ಯು ಹ್ಯಾಸ್ ಎವರ್ ಸೀನ್ ದಿಸ್ ಯೂನಿವರ್ಸಲ್ ಫಾರ್ಮ್ ಆಫ್ ಮೈನ್ ಫಾರ್ ನೈದರ್ ಬೈ ಸ್ಟಡಿಯಿಂಗ್ ದ ವೇರಸ್ ನೋರ್ ಬೈ ಪರ್ಫಾರ್ಮಿಂಗ್ ಸ್ಯಾಕ್ರಿಫೈಸಸ್ ನೋರ್ ಬೈ ಚಾರಿಟಿ ನೋರ್ ಬೈ ಪಾಯಸ್ ಆಕ್ಟಿವಿಟೀಸ್ ನೋರ್ ಬೈ ಸಿವಿಯರ್ ಪೆನೆನ್ಸಸ್ ಕೆನ್ ಐ ಬಿ ಸೀನ್ ಇನ್ ದಿಸ್ ಫಾರ್ಮ್ ಇನ್ ದ ಮಟೀರಿಯಲ್ ವರ್ಲ್ಡ್ ಪರ್ಪಾರ್ಟ್ the divine vision in this connection should be clearly understood who can have divine vision divine means godly unless one attains the status of divinity as a demigod he cannot have divine vision and what is a demigod it is stated in the vedic scriptures that those who are devotees of lord vishnu are demigods Vishnu Bhakta Smrito Daiva Those who are atheistic meaning who do not believe in Vishnu or who recognize only the impersonal part of Krishna as the supreme cannot have divine vision it is not possible to decry Krishna and at the same time have divine vision one cannot have the divine vision without becoming divine in other words those who have divine vision can also see like arjuna the bhagavad gita gives the description of the universal form although this description was unknown to everyone before arjuna now one can have some idea of the vishvarupa after this incident those who are actually divine can see the universal form of the lord but one cannot be divine without being a pure devotee of krishna the devotees however who are actually in the divine nature and who have divine vision are not very much interested in seeing the universal form of the lord as described in the previous verse arjuna desired to see the four-handed form of lord krishna as vishnu and he was actually afraid of the universal form in this verse there are some significant words like just like veda yagya dhyayan yanayah which refers to studying vedic literature and the subject matter of sacrificial regulations veda refers to all kinds of vedic literature such as the four vedas rigyajur sama and atharva and the 18 puranas the upanishads and the vedanta sutra one can study these at home or anywhere else similarly there are sutras kalpa sutras and mimamsa sutras for studying the method of sacrifice dana refers to charity which is offered to a suitable party such as those who are engaged in the transcendental loving service of the lord 
the Brahmanas and the Vaishnavas. Similarly, pious activities refers to the Agni Hotra and the prescribed duties of the different castes. And voluntary, voluntary acceptance of some bodily pains is called Tapasya. So, one can perform all these, can accept bodily penances, give charity, study the Vedas, etc. But unless he is a devotee like Arjuna, it is not possible to see that universal form. Those who are impersonalists, are also imagining that they are seeing the universal form of the Lord. But from Bhagavad Gita, we understand that the impersonalists are not devotees. Therefore, they are unable to see the universal form of the Lord. There are many persons who create incarnations. They falsely claim an ordinary human to be an incarnation. But this is all foolishness. We should follow the principles of Bhagavad Gita, otherwise there is no possibility of attaining perfect spiritual knowledge. Although Bhagavad Gita is considered the preliminary study of the science of God, Still, it is so perfect that it enables one to distinguish what is what. The followers of a pseudo-incarnation may say that they have, they have also seen the transcendental incarnation of God, the universal form, but that is unacceptable, because it is clearly stated that unless one becomes a devotee of Krishna, one cannot see the universal form of God. So one first of all has to become a pure devotee of Krishna. Then he can claim that he can show the universal form of what he has seen. A devotee of Krishna cannot accept false incarnations or followers of false incarnations. Text 49 Mate vyatha machavimudabavo drishtvarupam goram idrin mamedam vyapeta bhih pritamanah punastvam tadeva merupam idam prapashya. You have been perturbed and bewildered by seeing this horrible feature of mine. Now let it be finished. My devotee, be free again from all disturbances. With a peaceful mind, you can now see the form you desire. Purport In the beginning of Bhagavad Gita, Arjuna was worried about killing Bhishma and Drona, his worshipful grandfather and master. But Krishna said that he need not be afraid of killing his grandfather. When the sons of Dhritarashtra tried, tried to disrobe Draupadi in the assembly of the Kurus, Bhishma and Drona were silent, and for such negligence of duty they should be killed. Okay, I would like to stop here for a moment. <laughs> um, 
actually silence and negligence, right? Uh, Krishna says that they should be killed for silence and negligence because um, it just reminded me of recent uh, uh, event that took place, not very recent, a couple of months ago already, but still, there was a... I want to kind of like hide it in a way that it's not understood whom I'm talking about. There was a mishap and... um, something happened it was very big and it caused disturbance to a group of people and it was it was really really big disturbance in the sense that for like six hours it was really almost unbearable okay and uh, it happened due to negligence and the person who was supposed to pay for it decided that it was not his responsibility because he was not present in the country where it happened, even though he was in charge of the place where it happened. So there was a whole, you know, like also like a similar to uh, a whole investigation or a whole discussion about whose responsibility it was. Because if the person, person doesn't have to be personally present or the person doesn't have to personally like take the shovel and hit somebody on the head in order to cause disturbance isn't it so negligence is considered in this case we can see that negligence of duty is considered worthy of punishment So this takes us exactly to, I already mentioned it in the podcast, but it kind of really changed my perspective or my vision of basically uh, life when I realized that uh, that doctor who was explaining that trauma doesn't always mean that somebody did something. Trauma can mean somebody didn't do something that was supposed to. And he, I quote, he says, something is supposed to happen. It doesn't happen. That's a trauma that can cause a trauma. Something's supposed to happen. It doesn't happen. So, I mean, um, that's what doctors say. <laughs> that's like, and I'm talking about worldly doctors, not even devotees. They understand that there are things that are supposed to happen. But if they don't happen... So similarly here, something was supposed to happen. A disrobing of a queen of Indraprastha was not supposed to happen. It's not something that's supposed to happen. But Bhishma, Drona, assembly of Kurus, they were silent. And for such negligence of duty, they were not. They couldn't realize what was that. It was their duty to protect her. But there was negligence of duty, and they should be killed. <laughs> Just recently, I was also reading one. Um, uh, like a report of one lady who's. Who she and her husband, they are very, um, you know, very nice couple. They're powerful, 
they they're doctors also in one sense so and they said that they went to a couples therapy and the couples therapist told them that uh, you know it's when two people are spending too much time together like husband and wife they become toxic for each other so it's better for them to engage in their own projects you know for some time to be away from each other and also to develop themselves develop their character their projects their um, you know to improve to progress and then they come together and then that's and I'm like reading that and thinking that that's Vedic culture <laughs> in the Vedic culture husband and wife they don't like spend like 24/7 together it's considered you know like everybody has their duties so i was thinking that um <laughs> ultimately it all boils down to what works is the vedic version what works is the krishna conscious version what works is the vaishnava version <laughs> that's what always works and uh, we as devotees when we read these like silence negligence of duty they were killed we read this and it's as clear as a bright sky that's what it is and uh, if we consult worldly experts they say the same thing Okay, let's continue further. Krishna showed his universal form to Arjuna just to show him that these people were already killed for their unlawful action. That scene was shown to Arjuna because devotees are always peaceful and they cannot perform such horrible actions. The purpose of the revelation of the universal form was shown. Now Arjuna wanted to see the four-armed form and Krishna showed him. A devotee is not much interested in the universal form for it does not enable one to reciprocate loving feelings. Either a devotee wants to offer his respectful, worshipful feelings or he wants to see the two-handed form krishna two-handed krishna form so that he can reciprocate in loving service with the supreme personality of godhead <laughs> so first right let's devotees are always peaceful and they cannot perform such horrible actions remember the peace formula Bhaktaram yagyatapasam sarvaloka maheshwaram suhridam sarvabhutanam yatvamam shantim richati So this peacefulness, peacefulness, real peacefulness, doesn't really allow us to do horrible actions, right? That's what Prabhupada says here. I'm just paraphrasing in my own words to remember properly. So devotees are always peaceful. And they cannot perform such horrible actions. You know, interesting, when somebody is silent, he looks peaceful also, <laughs> right? Silence looks very peaceful. But that was negligence of duty in their case, even though it looked very peaceful. So, it's, uh, it's very difficult to differentiate sometimes. 
and that's actually maybe even sounding controversial, not controversial, contra contradictive to some people. Bhishma and Drona were silent. That was negligence of duty. They should be killed. And then here it says a devotee is always peaceful and he cannot perform such horrible action. A devotee is peaceful. Devotee is peaceful. That's like... They also looked peaceful. You, you see what I'm saying? A devotee, he, and that was a horrible action, actually. They were silent and it's considered a horrible action when such a such a event takes place, disrobing of Draupadi. Wow. So that's why we need to become devotees. <laughs> because devotee, he knows that what is horrible action, what is not horrible action, what is peacefulness, what is just being silent and neglecting your duty. As they say, um, it's better, what is that? Having the courage of coming out of your comfort zone. <laughs> Choosing courage over comfort. That's what they say, right? Choosing courage over comfort. Hmm. So sometimes it may be very comfortable to neglect our duty. It may be very comfortable. It may be very uncomfortable to do your duty. <laughs> but peaceful devotees... They don't perform such horrible actions. Okay, that was the first point. Second point is, a devotee is not interested, not interested in the universal form. It doesn't enable them to reciprocate loving feelings. Because either a devotee wants to offer his respectful, worshipful feelings, or he wants to see the two-handed Krishna form so that he can reciprocate in loving service with the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Now, we're going to stop here for today. Yeah. Yeah, we published yesterday one song of ours that we've written um, some seven years ago. It uh, It's one of those songs... Uh, I remember clearly I was in the train. No, I was not in the train. I was on the train in the train station. We were waiting for the train. And I was uh, drawing in my diary. I drew like big letters. Akinchana gochara. Materially exhausted. And I felt very, 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 very disappointed very empty and uh, you can say materially exhausted like that's the time when I really deeply felt that kind of like exhaustion I'm like exhausted materially <laughs> and then these words came the song that I published yeah Jai so, we shall stop here for today, and tomorrow we shall continue with Sanjaya. What did Sanjaya say to Dhritarashtra? What happened next? Thank you so much for tuning in today. The book links 
Previous episodes, timeline, and biography of the author can be found on shravanamdiaries.com. The link is in the description, and we shall see you tomorrow. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna.